Hello, Tile friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. This is the podcast that is strengthening the tile installation industry. We're doing this with our business education designed for contractors by contractors. This education, the audience is letting me know, is helping them build stronger, sustainable, profitable businesses around the world. The result is a stronger industry from the installer up. Today, we have two great dynamic guests with us in the Tile Money studio. I'm really looking forward to talking with these guys. Uh, they are the dream team behind Hamilton, T- Hamilton Tile out of Woodstock, Georgia. The owner, we've got Jason Hamilton. He's a CTI. And we've got his business partner, Ben Santos. And they have built something truly spectacular together. They have built what I would call a, almost like a unicorn business. They have built this unicorn business together, and we're going to talk about it today. And and for me to say that, listen, is kind of a big deal. For the last three years, I've been professionally talking to tile contractors almost 40 hours a week, often more, about their businesses every day. So for me to say that this is a special business, a highly profitable business, a sustainable business, everybody should be paying attention. I'll say it again. If you're a small tile contractor, small business owner in the industry, and you wish to build and retain a small but highly profitable business, this episode is for you. And no, no, I'm not selling you an easy button here, folks. There is no easy button in life. This will take work. This will take effort. But you can do it. And uh, Ben and and Jason are going to talk to us about how they did it. So... Exciting stuff here. Good to see you, Jimmy. Good to see you in the house. I'm glad you're here. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, Before we do that, I'd like to thank our sponsors, and then we'll bring them on. The NTCA, the National Tile Contractors Association, that's where you can make friends with some of the nation's most professional tile contractors. The NTCA can be your most valuable resource as a small business owner. For over 70 years, they've been dedicated, leading the way for professional installation of ceramic tile and stone. They're the largest and most respected tile contractor association in the world. You can find out more about them by reaching out to Jim Olson on on social media or visiting their website. Ladercrete International is another one of our sponsors. Thank you, Ladercrete. They're one of the oldest manufacturers of modern installation materials. In fact, they are credited with the invention of Thinset. How cool is that? They're they're a family-owned, privately-held company to this day, and they retain those family values while they're leading the way in innovation for tile contractors installing tile everywhere. Ladercrete can now be purchased at Floor & Decor. GoBoard. GoBoard is an innovative tile backer board manufactured by Johns Mansville. Now, discover the possibilities with this easy-to-cut, easy-to-handle, waterproof product. It's a lightweight yet durable. Can You can carry a bunch of boards in one trip compared to cement board especially. You can seal that board with their GoBoard Pro sealant in order to achieve ANSI-compliant installation for your showers. The GoBoard Pro sealant is now available in 20-ounce sausage packets. If you want it, ask your distributors to bring them in, guys. Happy Tile Guy is the place to get your websites done, the best place to get a professional done-for-you website, happytileguy.com, if you're a tile contractor. If you're enjoying this show, I appreciate it. Uh, please leave us a five-star review over at iTunes. And without further ado, let me bring on Jason and Ben Hamilton, Jason uh, Hamilton and Ben Santos. How are you guys? Great, Luke. I like the music. 
the, the, the we just should, we should rename you the great tile aggregator because <laughs> you bring all these things together, you know, and, and, and that's just like a service. You know, I remember two years ago I was on the show or three maybe. And then now I look, I listen to it and I, and I look at, you know, what I said back then, who I was then. And I look at it now and it's just incredible, you know? Yeah. Well, you guys, uh, thank you. Thank you. First of all, uh, I'm having a lot of black, I'm having a good time doing it. Um, really challenging myself to embrace the technology, which is something that normally scares me, but I'm trying, I'm trying to catch up. So, uh, thanks for being here. First of all. Uh, and again, you know, we've talked several times, Ben, I appreciate your work, uh, that you've helped me with over the years and, and your encouragement, Jason, we haven't talked to you. Why don't you take it away? Give us your 30,000 foot overview of how you, Jason Hamilton got started in the tile industry and, and kind of got to the point where you were, uh, today, I guess. Uh, it was pretty much by accident. Um, a little bit of my background in high school, uh, we had actually had a trade school program <clears throat> in Michigan where a couple of the uh, local high schools sent, you know, all the, you know, some of their kids that wanted to participate in the program. It was a two-year program, and uh, they taught us everything, electrical, roofing, framing, you name it. We were, I was training to be a union carpenter, and we even learned brickwork. But they talked about tile, but we never touched it. They said, yeah, you know, you don't really do tile as a carpenter, so we'll just skim over it pretty much. Okay, no big deal. So they kind of, and once I, once I got out of that program, the union kind of backed out of their end of the deal. They didn't really hire anybody from the program. Um, I think of maybe only one person got hired. Mm. That was right when, I guess, things were starting to get tight in Michigan before the Great Recession a little bit. It was a couple years before that, but. You know, the writing was on the wall. Things were getting tight, so they didn't really hire anybody. So then I got a job at just a flooring uh, company, just installing carpet. I uh, didn't really care for that, but we started doing tile. And then I really liked the tile part of it, and we started doing more tile and more tile. And then pretty soon it was just all tile. Mm-hmm. And it was just basic stuff, but good stuff to cut your teeth on. You know, nothing too technical, but... You know, you couldn't really mess it up. Just six by six, four and a quarter. You know, you know the story with how you know tile back in the day was. Sure. And then, um, like nineteen nineties or something like that. Pretty much late nineties, early two thousands. Uh-huh. Uh, then about what was it? About Thirteen, fourteen years ago, we moved to Georgia because my wife couldn't get a job up in Michigan, and I didn't really want to move. Didn't really think of it, and we ended up moving down to Georgia. I worked for someone for mm, four or five years. Not kind of a partnership, not really. Um, the The final straw was he just wasn't doing his job, wanting half the money, and it cost me a lot of money on a job. And I just said, "We're done." You know, that was Ben worked with us for probably about a year or two, and that was pretty much the big leap of faith. I was just like, you know what, we're we're done with Spence, and we just have to do this on our own. And mm-hmm. it, you know, that's pretty much history. So that's you know that's where we're at today. Oh, this is great. I, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I'm glad, I'm curious, you know, it's kind of got my curiosity because here you had a partnership, it kind of fell apart, it didn't really pan out, which mm-hmm. is where most people say, ah, I never go on partnerships before. But now you, you found yourself in one that works. So we've got a great discussion ahead of us. Uh, ben, tell us your story. Did you, when you met Jason, what, was that your introduction to the tile world or? 
Yeah, I had come from New Hampshire. Um, I had been in construction. I bummed around my 20s. I always kept construction on the back burner as kind of like a fallback plan. You know, I'm an entertainer. You know, I wanted to do music. I wanted to be, um, I, you know, I was an athlete. I was boxing and all this kind of stuff. I wanted to try to be a pro athlete and all this kind of stuff. So I bummed around my 20s trying to chase my dreams, as us millennials are told. And eventually I got sick of being broke. Um, and I needed a new start. So I moved down to Georgia where my sister was. Um, I was bumming on her couch for about six months. In January of 2012, um, I found Jason um, on Craigslist. About two weeks after working for, for him, I wore out my welcome at my sister's house. They threw me out, and I was kind of – I was living in my truck working for Jason for the first two months. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and I was – I, you know, I was pretty much – I, I was not a desirable character. I was pretty much what every construction business owner uh, thinks of a, a helper, you know, not really showing up on time, hungover, all this kind of stuff. But, you know, um, Spence, that partner, prior partner, found me a place with another tile installer where I started living. And um, so for about a year, I was like, everything, every day was tile. I lived with this guy that did tile. I kind of worked with him every once in a while. And I was also working with Jason. So it was just like a crash course. Um, Obviously, good help is hard to find. And I definitely wasn't that. But I kind of, you know, I was all right, I guess. So he kept me around. Um, But then, you know, I just kind of started to mature a little bit, I guess. And um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a victim of arrested development for sure. You know, um, I really didn't get my stuff together until about 30. I started turning it around and, you know, there was a gap that, that needed to be filled, uh, uh, something that needed to be done with Jason because, you know, we were working for builders. We weren't really doing much. I had built myself up to kind of a tile guy at that point. I just started you know, doing jobs on the side. He saw that I could set tile. He taught me exactly how he did it. I do tile exactly the way Jason does it. He, that's, I, that's, I didn't, re- I'm not real. I didn't really, uh, I didn't really go against the, uh, the, the grain as far as that's concerned. So I started setting tile about my second year with Jason and, um, yeah, here I am. Mm-hmm. And, uh, probably around year three, I started taking a lot more initiative and, uh, what are we year nine now? And yeah, so here we are. It's crazy to think about it. It's really crazy. It's kind of crazy to think about it. Yeah, it is crazy. Thanks for sharing that overview because you, you fast forwarded through, you know, nearly a decade quickly, but we can see, and I think feel and, and get kind of the sense of what was happening. You know, they say the best way to learn a language is to uh, just move to that country and just emerge yourself. Right. And it sounds like that's kind of what happened with you. You found yourself homeless almost, or really homeless and you had a, a pickup truck and then you found yourself immersed in the tile world. So you really took to it and swam. And Let me mention this though. Um, you know, sometimes uh, I don't really think of myself as a tile guy. A lot of times, sometimes I get down in the tile business, but listen, four kids I have now, my wife stays at home. I make a great living now, all thanks to tile Yeah, and what Jason taught me and the initiative that I took. So although things kind of sometimes look a little down on tile with tile, it's hard work oftentimes, um, Listen, it's a great way to make a living, you know? 
it, it can be certainly. That's why we want to highlight you guys and especially this, you know, success story for both of you, because here Jason, you know, was uh, working and, and, you know, fi- looking for a partner that was going to be a right fit and, and working for builders. And as we're going to discuss, he'll admit that his prices were far too low. And, and then, you know, you, you've met each other and you've leaned on each other and you've grown together. It's a beautiful thing. It's, it's pretty incredible. But I, you know, thanks for highlighting too. Hey, look, uh, the American dream isn't dead. You just got to, you know, kind of get after it. Right. I mean, that's kind of what we're going to find out. And, and you too could, you know, make a really good living. Um, that's one of the funnest things about this podcast is highlighting people who are making a, a great living in the tile business, because I got so sick of hearing that it couldn't be done. So tell us what your business looks like today from an operational standpoint. Um, a brief overview of, you know, the type of clients you guys are working for, where do you find them or not where you find them. But, uh, and then, well, let's do that. What, what is your base, your, your type of client? What, what type of client are you guys looking for and do you work for? Uh, basically, the, the easiest way to describe it is just someone who wants it done right. Actually, it's, we have two kinds. The person who cares about how their project's done and they want it done right. And the second one, who's already had the bad experience from the chuckleheads that we all know that are out there doing tile work. Those are our two main customers. Uh, I mean, Ben is probably better at elaborating more on this than I am. He's, uh, he's more in tune with that, with that side of it. That's the job. That's part, that's the part he handles. And so you're working direct to the homeowner, direct to the client, correct? Correct. correct. Yeah. We work direct for a client. We, we don't, we're at the, we're at the point now we don't even entertain builders anymore because we hear the same thing from them every time we talk to them. So we don't even entertain it anymore. You just took, you, you basically taken control of the ship, so to speak. And you're like, this is the direction we're going. This is the way we want our business to look like. Yeah. Now, give us some context. What would be the most basic, say, you know, uh, Mrs. Homeowner calls and she wants a, a, a tub to shower conversion and, and let's say a 30 square foot floor or whatever mm-hmm. averages, uh, the most basic thing, maybe it's a couple shelves, you know, nothing fancy. What is, what is that conversion price point? Just so we kind of know the, I mean, we're talking to a couple guys from Woodstock, Georgia here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say on average tub to shower. Now we're talking probably all in, you know, from, for just to start, I'd say probably somewhere between 12 on the low end to, you know, upwards of $20,000, you know, it just depends on what you pick out, you know, the fit and finishes. So they're generally somewhere in between there. If I had to pick an average, 15 is a probably good round number right around there. You know, it's really, even at 12, it's really difficult to do because I know what people want. They don't want the basic stuff. They don't want corner shelves. They don't want the framed shower door. You know, they don't want the plastic pan. So, I mean, yeah, you can do a shower cheaper. You can do a lot cheaper, but nobody wants that stuff. Let me go Let me go right into what a tub to shower transfer is. Get, give me, give me, give me. Do me a favor. Give me the labor and, and rough material, like waterproofing, thin set, grout materials. That way, if people are at home, like, oh, I don't sell glass. I don't do all that. Right here, right here. This is a tub to shower um, that we booked, and we're doing it in July. I can't it's $11,000 for tear out the tub, put in a shower with a subway tile, no glass door. We supply the material, um, everything. We're bo- and this is part of the deal and also why our prices are where they are. We've decided we don't want to work alone. So we work together at all times. We're both skilled at what we do. One of the biggest challenges about this partnership for me personally, and Jason can probably allow elaborate on it, is that, you know, settling into my role 
more or less on the actual job site. Um, I'm basically a helper and his assistant on a job like that. And that's difficult for me because I do know what I'm doing and I can also set tile. So for me, the challenge is to settle into that position um, uh, every day. And I'm not, it gets boring for me every once oh, in a while. I know it does sometimes. And um, that, that's basically where, where I'm at personally. Um, and, you know, yeah. So I just wanted to kind of go into that a little bit, you know. We're definitely going to – I do want to talk to you about the challenges that you both had to overcome. And what I I really just want to hone in, I wanted to kind of draw that number, $11,000 for a basic tub to shower conversion. I would – at this point in time, you can try uh, – People, please prove me wrong, but I would say these guys are within the top 10, 15 percent in the in the nation, the United States here, of what they're charging for a basic tub to shower conversion, eleven thousand dollars. I know m- most would say that's out. A lot of people might say that's outrageous. Some would say they're in the six to seven. Some would say three or four. And, and these are the kind of numbers I'm seeing. And that's why I want to talk about the numbers just to say, OK, because now we're going to spend 30, 40 minutes, you know, discuss, you know, kind of unpackaging how you got to that prices. Yeah. Yeah. Ahead. Let me, let me elaborate on this. That customer that we're doing that tub to shower transfer is a past customer. We worked for these people about four years ago, our, or three years ago, our price for a shower with doors, tile in, included and a tub surround was at $11,802. And now we're doing a tub to shower transfer alone for $11,000. So, I mean, they found value in us is what I'm trying to say. Even though in the past it was way cheaper for more work. Yeah. And and so that's an interesting little detail that I wanted to point out. For sure. Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. So you raised your prices and they still hired you. So don't be afraid and don't think you can't do that. Um, Now, Let's get digging a little bit deeper context. Let's when you first started, when you first met, like nine nine years ago, eight years ago, even seven years ago. Kind of what was the business operating like back in those days? You can give us numbers. You can give us a description. Whatever you want. Not very healthy. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, I was just like everybody else. You know, you you, you finish a job, you put the money in your bank account, you pay your bills. And everything seems like it's going okay because you're not really behind in anything, but you're not really saving. Um, so you just think everything's fine. Um, we were building. We were working for a builder at the time. That was probably 90% of our work. We were building a shower with the waterproofing materials. And this this hurts for me to say this, for $1,500. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes we were both there. Yeah. So think of that. That's I mean, that's minimum, that's probably less than minimum wage. So at you're that, at that point, I'll go work at Home Depot. You're trying to get out in three, four days tops. Tops. Yeah. And that's like, if everything goes perfect, there's no snag, no nothing. We got a question. Does the 11,000 include the tile or, or just rough materials? Uh, pretty much not really tile, like good waterproofing materials. And that's and setting materials. That's about it. I mean, our labor part of it is between eight and nine. You know, okay. that's for our labor only. And that's again, that's on the low end. That's for a very basic, no frills shower. Yeah, perfect. You go up from there. Perfect. Yeah. 
so eight, nine years ago, it wasn't looking good. You were, you know, doing, you know, I mean, doing these, this work for, you know, really minimum wage type, type thing. I mean, you could have been making similar wages working for somebody. Now mm-hmm. you've partnered together. You're obviously where you're at here. Give us some of the challenges that you've had to overcome. I mean, one after the, you can give us each one or two challenges if you want. Uh, ben, you started expanding on this. I'll let you continue. Well, mostly it's like learning on the fly because none of us were taught about how to run a business. You know, I'm reading books, I'm listening to tile money. I'm trying to figure this whole thing out. And then what I'm trying to do is there, there's a difference between Jason and I as partners. Okay. And, and, and the biggest one is like, I'm what they call like a mercurial person, meaning like, I'm kind of up and down. I'm manic. I'm, I'm kind of a little bit weird. You know, I'm just, I'm not a steady person. Whereas Jason is like steady Eddie. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a good side of me that, that about, you know, I'm, I'm motivated. I'm excitable. That's another good way to explain me. And there's a good thing about Jason where he's steady, where you can always depend on him to right. be straight down the middle and at the same speed and at the same mindset. Well, the challenge was to get him fired up a lot of times about the business side and it took me a while you know i think i probably encouraged that the his to, that past uh, partner i probably encouraged him out the door a little bit and, and and got jason the courage to say hey i'm getting screwed over and especially with the builder it's it, I, I would definitely say i did that to where it was like this isn't working you know and i kind of put i kind of pushed us along pushed jason along down the road um and to get more fired up about it and that was probably my primary challenge. It's still kind of a challenge sometimes. I would but say you pushed me. You probably dragged me kicking and screaming sometimes because I don't like change. I'm not going to lie. I'm just one of those people. I'm, you know, I just like things to stay the same. But, you know, as I've gotten older, you know, I've, I've taken more risks and gotten more comfortable with it. The only way, way you can is just do it. Mm-hmm. A, lot of my, a lot of my harebrained ideas I had to prove first, though. Right. Like, you know, even, even I said, OK, I'm going to put money in it's a hard examples. But, you know, even just um, uh, marketing material, like, you know, at first it's like, yeah, we're not going to spend money on that. But I'm like, no, no. Or even like filming things and taking pictures. Why are you doing that? You know, we got to work. We got to finish this. But I'm like, no, no, no. It's going to work. Trust me, you know, yeah. um, or even like setting setting up a, a a phone line specifically for leads and all this kind of stuff like he was like yeah i'm not really i don't want to pay for that so i paid for it for the first six months until it, it started getting going right and uh that that was kind of the challenge was to get um to to um step off the ledge right mm-hmm. and, and then like i said accepting my role at this point um is, is tough like i don't necessarily get fired up about the daily day-to-day I get fired up about selling a job, taking those phone calls. That's my, that's my role is the marketing side. And on the job, like our daily routine is like, I don't think about the technical side at all. He does all the planning. He does all the, the measuring, the layouts, talking to the customer about that. Like I'll handle the first experience until we get to the console. I'll handle it all the way up to there. Once we once the bid goes out, Jason handles it all the way till the end of pay till pay. It's the the final check is cut. Yeah, and as I said, I'm up and down all around. I'm not the best guy to be in contact with a customer for three months. 
whereas Jason is better to handle that part of it, right? Yeah. Um, so we figured that out. Um, but so, so sometimes the day-to-day kind of grinds for me a little bit. Um, now, yeah. now, I can imagine there's other people with your skill set, or at least they're out there thinking, this sounds good. I could, I could fulfill Ben's role and my boss is, you know, kind of letting the ball drop in this, you know, business and marketing, all that stuff. But man, I, if I was working for somebody who, who just was like, ah, we don't need to do marketing or, you know, I would kind of feel discouraged and I might just look elsewhere. What motivated you to push on and be like, you know, there's something here. I really like Jason, obviously it had to do a lot with you trusting him and he trusting you. But what would you say to somebody out there who's like, man, I, I, I enjoy tile, but I also know I could do some marketing for my boss and I want to do that. What would you give them a word or two of encouragement? It's not going to work for every situation, I think, because ego wise, I know a lot of these builder types and business owners, they don't want to turn over the power. Mm. They don't want to give responsibility. Whereas I give Jason, like we're on this really big job right now. Whereas if the end product doesn't turn out the way it should, like if Jason's planning and his technical um, stuff doesn't go right, we're going to lose a lot of money. But I turn that over to Jason and he turns over everything else to me, the marketing, the phones, like he doesn't touch any of that. And his, his ego is, is out the door on that. He trusts me to do that. So, it's not not going to work for everybody, you know. It's gonna it it, 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 it that part. Well, you it, you've given us some clues, you know, to how it can work. And now, to, in turn, Jason, what advice would you give to a business owner out there who maybe they know they know need help, but maybe they are let it, you know, having a tough time letting go of the ego, as Ben put it. What what, what advice can you give us, Jason, to overcoming that, you know, fear? Exactly that. Be humble. Be humble. Um, I know. I know what I'm not good at. You know, I, I can honestly admit that. You know, I'm not good at talking to you know the phone. You know, all the leads and stuff. Can I do it? I used to. Sure, but uh, that's not my favorite thing to do. Um, you just, it just realistically just be willing to give up a little bit of control because when you're the boss, you want to control everything. And there's so few people in this world that can do everything very well and that's what you need to do to run a successful business and it's it's so rare it's almost non-existent mm-hmm. so that's why i really feel that this so i know this is why this works because ben has his role that he's good at i'm not good at that stuff and i have my role that i'm good at and he's not you know good or want to do that stuff and that's why it works so well. Yeah, pe- people get down on partnerships in the business world because I think a lot of people that start businesses are alpha males, and they have part of that risk taking part is like is 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 the ego, and I'm going to f- succeed on my own. Whereas you know, and they always discourage the partnership. Like people will say to me when I go and do a job by myself, for example, they'll say, "Why isn't it Santos tile? Why is it Hamilton tile?" And it's like because. I don't have 23 years of experience and tech, frankly, I don't want to deal with all the stuff that he has to deal with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't mind dealing with that stuff. I'm just, I guess I'm just more used to it. Just yeah. my, my demeanor. I can, I just, I'm better at, you know, dealing with problems with customers and just explain them how things are going to be. And the older I get and the more I do it, the better I'm at it. I'm just really good at that end of it. And Ben's really good at the front, you know, the front end. Now I I promote him. That's my job is to sell this guy. They're not necessarily buying Santos tile work. They're buying Hamilton tile. Now we've got Jim Upton in the house and he wants to know whose toys those are. 
This is my son's toy, John. I got him a little uh, little uh, M&M thing, you know. And, yeah, I thought it was cool right there. This is my, my son's art right here. He drew nice. he draws, uh, He draws that. So, yeah. Very cool. Now, we have a question that came up. I, I didn't think of this question, but it's a good question. I want to give it attention here. Um, now, the question was, was put up here. Uh, I've lost it. I'll find it. The, the question was by, by Patrick Keith Fogarty, and he asked, oh, he said, you guys could, you know, each be installing a shower, uh, hire two more apprentices, and, and divide and conquer. Now, why, why are you shaking your head? It's not that I don't want to, per se, but then you just start, this is where running a business and the cost really comes into play. Because I've been there before with my previous partner. We had at one point seven people with us. Mm-hmm. And to get good people, it costs money. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening in my experience, you run around putting on all these fires, getting all the materials, doing all this stuff for all these other jobs. You're pulling out your hair. you got three million things to think about, keep track of for no more money. Because to not have problems, you got to pay very well. We, are, we already have enough problems getting this money <laughs> yeah. as it is right now. People, you, we 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 book this work, but look at here. This is 193 leads as of yesterday, and wow. there's been 134 days this year. Wow. Let me elaborate on what it took. What this means, out of those 193, six were booked. Okay. We had four paid consults, so where they paid us to come out and look at crappy tile work, or they paid us to come out and talk to them about their future tile work. Two past customers that Jason handled because they called him direct and he went out. I didn't have to get involved in that one. One booked a uh, referral for somebody else that I know of that I sent my uh, my uh, my lead my referral list. I sent one out. Out of those 193, we went out and looked at 16 of them. So that's on me to, wow. to, 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 to weed out, qualify these people, and get off the phone with them as quickly as possible. Um, three of those, um, three of those um, that we looked at um, were past customers as well. So out of those 193 leads, we, we, we booked six of them. A lot of those leads are because of we don't have time for it and people don't want to pay. They think tile is, is cheap. Tile is a luxury. That's our mindset on this. Okay. Like you said, nobody needs a backsplash. Uh, Jimmy wants to know your sales presentation. I uh, we'll, we'll get into that here in a minute. Let's let's. Um, somebody said a lot of bad leads. Uh, well, uh, maybe, but I think what Ben and Jason are demonstrating here is. Normally, when we think of scale, we think of bodies or volume, right? I mean, you want to scale. Oh, you got to get more volume. You got to get more trucks on the road. You got to get more bodies, employees. What Ben and Jason have done is they've scaled incredibly. Their pocketbooks have scaled up and their business is much healthier uh, by scaling the marketing, scaling the incoming leads because they're scaling their pricing. They're pushing their pricing envelope. When you hear folks say push that pricing um until they they say no, you know, until you, you know, until they say no repeatedly for like, as long as you can take it, that's what they're doing. Luke, we don't want to be the builder guy with the crews running around. That's not what we want to do. We want to be high paid, hands-on craftsmen. I want to make 150 grand 
every year or more. Like, I want to push it so far for one guy working with his hands. It's crazy, okay? There's no reason we shouldn't get paid crazy numbers. You say bad leads, but those six book jobs, 34,000, 124,000, 47,000, 11,000, 27,000, okay? What? Okay. So, do you mind? Thirty five hundred, eight thousand, thirty thirty five thousand dollar jobs. So, yeah, a lot of bad leads. But then, with the ones that do hit, those are payers, baby. Yeah. So, somebody asked, and you don't, you can say, "Well, we decline." What was your revenue for twenty twenty? Twenty twenty, it was um, two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Okay, and that's what we took into the business account for everything. Now, while that sounds kind of low, you know. It's not because it's not about how much money you bring in. It's not about how much money you spend. It's about how much money you get to keep. So out of that 220, we got to keep, I uh, just did our taxes. It was probably around 160 to $170,000 of that. Yeah. That's so great. we're at, about, at 80 grand a year for both of us. Yeah. And we're going to go way past that this year. So during COVID, and let me tell during you, COVID, let, let me tell things. And let me, everything was shut down. Luckily, we live in Georgia, so it wasn't too bad. Um, we never stopped working. Just think of that. Yeah. We still made eighty grand a year a piece during a pandemic when everything was shut down. That's it, awesome. remarkable, if you ask me. And let, let's talk about how we work too. Six hour days. We're not. We take every weekend off. A lot of guys that are small like us, they have to wait for the phone to ring. We don't wait for the phone to ring. We're working every single week. We have stuff booked out. So we're never like, oh, where's the next job coming from? Nice. And we, have, and we have enough profit in these jobs. Out of, you know, I, I think last year, honestly, I had two months off because yeah. I wanted to. Yeah. You know, for vacation and holidays and whatever. So that eighty grand in profit, it paid for that. Ten months. You know, yeah. So you work ten work. months. Yeah, I don't want to work eight to ten hours yeah. a day. I, my body can't take it. I've been doing this since I was seventeen. Yeah. You know, so I'm forty now. I mean, I'm still in good health. I don't have too many aches and pains, but I know the writing's on the wall. I can't do that. You know, ten hours a day anymore. Very nice. <laughs> and yes, you're right. Congratulations. That's something to be very proud of. And and. You know, it, we talk about how prices in throughout the country uh, are adjusted because of cost of living. I would assume in Woodstock, Georgia, it's one of the cheaper places in the country to 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 on the. Is it not, or am I wrong? I I, I guess I shouldn't put my foot. Um, in everybody always says that oh, it, regional. Um, to some degree, yes, but a car costs what a car costs. Oh, I'm with a car you know like most of a lot of fixed a lot of goods are fixed rate the only thing that's really different is like your housing price that's your housing that yeah. really you know can you know fluctuate a lot through the area but no Woodstock's uh I guess it's I don't know average house price is 250 300 you know it's a median it's a nice area so but oh, for labor in the Atlanta area it's probably one of the lower on the lower end you know like how Texas is we in Florida you know what most people work for it is on the lower end of the pay scale you know, but we're right. still able to command what we, we, we do. Yeah. So do you have a, re- a goal this year for revenue, total revenue? It's impossible. It's impossible to say. <laughs> I don't really have a goal. It's just the longer we're out, the profit margin keeps going up. We keep raising our weekly pay. And until we stop booking work, it's not going to stop raising. Nice. You know, as you know, as we catch up on work, you lower those numbers back down. I kind of follow, I learned that from uh, reading an article about from Dave Gobis. For every two weeks out, I think he raised his rates 10%, I think it was. 
So I kind of do a, a version of that, you know, the farther up we are, the more you raise it. And, Makes you know, sense. sometimes you hit that big one, like, oh, wow, I booked that at 60% profit. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Now we're talking about money. Let's keep talking about money and then we'll move into the, the how you how you got all those leads, how you got the marketing. That what We talked about how you raised your rates 200%. Was there a specific job we're talking about with this, Ben, that we wanted to at least yeah, let's, let's talk about this one. This will trigger Jason. Um, we call it the Boynton job, okay? Should, I'll um, share it. Should I share a picture here? Yes, please do. Um, it's, a, yeah, it's a one with the freestanding tub. This one here? Yeah. So what do we got? We got a heated floor in that thing, 12 by 24 tile, um, that shower in the corner. Um, that whole job was $6,000. Okay. And it was 2,600 in labor. And this was about five years ago. Wow. Think about that one right there with both of us there for that. Yeah. That wasn't a builder. That was something that we booked on our own. Um, in, 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 in 2021, you know, those prices, that, that price is ridiculous as far as I, I, we wouldn't even show up for that kind of money at this point. Um, but that's when we first started, you know, and it, it, like, like, I, like I said, we're, we're on 124,000 right now, whole house um, with the, the way, the way you basically do that is you got to get paid for everything that you touch. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the homeowner is lucky to talk to you. You're not lucky to talk to them. They play by your rules. You don't play by their rules. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of course, when I talk to people, I'm kind, I'm appreciative. I show gratitude to them, but I don't let them determine what we're doing basically. Um, and you need these kind of leads 193, for example, to be able to do that. Okay. And a lot of guys will say, I'm busy already. What does it matter? Well, do you think we'll be able to keep two guys going during a recession with, the, the, with, with um, if you type in bathroom remodeling Woodstock, Georgia, why don't you try to do that? Luke type in bathroom remodeling Woodstock, Georgia, and see who comes up first. These two guys right here on Google maps, for example, um, um, that that's SEO that, 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 that's ranking that I got just from working, uh, working on it and with a rudimentary skill for actually doing that. Right. So there, yeah, yeah let's type that in. Ooh, duck, duck, go. That's good. You don't want to be tracked. Let's see what happens. I usually do it on Google, but that's fine. Let's see. Woodstock, Georgia. Let's see. Now I would say, Correct. We'll, we'll, we're, we're putting you to the test here because we are using uh, DuckDuckGo, which is a fairly newer operation. Oh, man. I'm not killing it on, on there. Cause you got to go to Google, man. There it is. You were yeah, right there. But let's go to Google. That's weak. <laughs> yeah, but when you look at my analytics on, uh, on my website, you know, it's like 98% go through Google. Yeah. Hopefully this hopefully this comes up or I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna eat crow here. Well, and, and I would I would say I mean it, you know ninety nine point nine percent of the people are are using Google. So the first two these are all ads. Ads. Now we come down here at Hamilton number one, right here on the map, right here number one. So yeah, you've been working hard on this Google, and you've and got competitors, you, but and your way you do that is you can see there's fifty three uh, five star reviews there. Mm-hmm. 
That's something that Jason and I really focus on getting. I always say the job didn't happen if you don't get pictures and you don't get Google review or you don't get a review. Yeah. That, that, that's how you raise your rates and you get to the top of Google. Those 193 leads are most of those are from Google. Yeah. yeah, most of them are bad. But the thing about it is I'm just I've gotten to be an expert at getting through them. Yeah. You know, and, it, it you know, people obviously it, it's difficult because when you're higher price, you have to manage people's expectations. You know, they're not expecting you tile to cost that much. They're not expecting there to be that long of a wait. So, um, so what is the sales presentation while we're here? We, we have discussed this before I know, but it's, it's good reminder. This Uh, book right here, what I basically do is I differentiate from everybody else in my area. That's how I get the numbers. If you're like everybody else, nobody's going to hire you for more money because they just think, what's the title of the book? Uh, differentiation by Lee Sauls. This was a recommendation from Ron Nash. That dude is always giving out good books to read. Okay. So remember, remember what he tells you and read his stuff, but differentiation, read that. It's a short book. Um, and I differentiate. That's what I do. I know what everybody else, the builder guy is bringing. He's sending the mystery white vans to your house. You know, they're leaving a mess. They don't communicate with you. Um, all this kind of stuff. I just work that. Okay. Um, and so we show up, this is basically what we wear. And I, and as partner, what I do again, this is an, this is a loss of ego is I, I, I take the initial phone call and then I pass it over to Jason. When we get there, I talk to him like he's the expert. And then the homeowners pick up on that, that he's the expert. Like I'll ask him a question. I'll, I, they start talking to me cause they've been talking to me and I'll, and they'll say, Hey, so, so how far are you out? And I'll look at Jason and say, how far are we out, Jason? And then it goes over over to him, right? So he'll do the measurements. He'll 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 talk to people. He'll find out what they want. And then you know, guys, invest in a folder. Ours is cheap. Blue folders, twenty bucks, whatever. I put a sticker on it, and I hand this to everybody. It's got your weedy stuff in it. It's got your Schluter stuff. So uh, marketing uh, business card. Um, it got a magnet. This is my this is my banger sheet right here. This is what I go off of. It's 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 my differentiation um, sheet. Why Hamilton Tile? And I just go through all the things. Why we're different? Quality control, content marketing, respect, communication, credentials, process, standards, our guarantee. You know, I have I have um I don't think I put that in there. That that's my referral list. Oh, this um, is your referral list. Oh, okay. Yeah. If I can't get to a phone call, I, I send them this list with other tile guys. They probably can't get to everybody either, but it doesn't matter. It makes people think like I'm helping them. Yeah. And then at the bottom, I have the NTCA uh, contractor search tool and the CTEF uh, tool. I mean, this is something that everybody should be doing. Maybe you can't get to stuff, but you know what? you can send it out to get somebody else qualified to that person's home and you're helping them, you know, 193 leads. I feed a lot of other guys. There's a local guys here, the Schoenbergs, and they just walked up to us randomly. They saw us, they had, they moved from Michigan. They had seen me on, on, on YouTube, I believe, yeah. but they saw our trucks. They randomly walked up and introduced themselves. Great. And we were like, Hey, what the hell? We threw them on the list. I, I think I keep those guys working. I oh, said, we do. I, I'm pretty sure we keep them working. <laughs> That's awesome. I just send them stuff. I don't ask for anything. And by the way, any Georgia tile installers in my area that want to be on my referral list, I would love to help the tile community and, and get you on there. That's awesome. You know, I'll send work your way, no problem. But also in my in my in my um 
sales folder. I have what the process, a graphic of what building the shower is all about. I don't make people ask for references. I have a list all printed out right there, ready to go. You know, I'm psychology. I, I, I like the psychology side. So you like to say free. I throw, we throw in a free quote unquote floor heat. If you hire us for a master bathroom, Jason hates that, but it's all psychology, you know, and then, you know, our supplier list. We want you to shop at these places for better product, more consistent, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we don't go out to play. And, and people say, oh, but this all costs money. We're not going to places unless they're qualified. And, you know, they slip by me. But, you know, you, you're going to be qualified before we show up at, show up to your house. Yeah. Um, you're, 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 we're going to make sure that you're somebody that we want to work for. Yeah, we only give out about, I've had to guess, 20 or so, maybe between 20 and 30 of those packets a year. You know, at a cost of, what, $5 a piece, if that. You yeah. know, they're not a lot. So it's not like this huge thing. The trick to getting the money that you want is you just have to look better than everybody else. The work is, unfortunately, kind of secondary. While it is important, um, it's not as important as you think it is. Differentiate yourself, though, is what I'm talking about. You it, all, what I try to do is I try to we try to be different than everybody else. You know what other people are doing, and people hate contractors. It's a pejorative. It's an insult. Yeah. You just try to be opposite of them. Yeah, it, it's crazy because it is the little things that matter, and it is you know you mentioned earlier those two Georgia guys that came up to you, introduced yourselves. They took initiative. They're like, we want to be around these guys. We, we don't know what they're doing, but we see them on YouTube. We want to be around them. We want to be their friends. You picked up a, a book rec- book recommendation, I'm sure more than one from Ron Nash. You read it. You applied it. That's some of, I mean, it sounds so crazy, but you know, over time, um, who was it? Steve Rosh, you know, who taught me in the very beginning, small increments over time lead to big, big things, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but it's, it's those tiny little things like a folder that's going to cost you five bucks. It might've taken Ben a day, half a day to put that together, but now it's done. Now he can use that a hundred times, 200. He can add to it when he finds new information, when he can adjust it. But you know, he had to spend that initial time investment into that, but the return on investment is, is huge. It's all those little things that go into allowing them to raise their rates 200% and to, to live a, you know, pretty relaxed contractor lifestyle where you're taking the jobs you want, you're working for the people you want to, and and you're making uh, good money. So um, we have some more photos. You want to check check them out, and and we'll tell let them tell the story. Yeah. So this is my referral list. I'm pretty basic. You know, I, I obviously put my um, when I send this out to people, they're shocked. They've never had anybody do this before. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry I can't help you with the project. Thanks so much for your interest in our company. Here's a list of people you can call. Yeah. Hamilton Tile, pretty self-explanatory. Now, what are we looking at here? This is our 53 Google reviews, five stars. I mean, we already these saw are that. all. Yeah, those are all legit. You know, people leave really nice reviews for us. And the funny thing about the reviews is, like you were saying, that um, um, our, what's his name, Roush said, is like now we like now that we have a culture of Google reviews, we don't even really have to ask them pe- or ask for them. People just do them because we have a culture of a Google review. We have a Google review culture, basically. Yeah. So they just keep adding up, and I try to keep them fresh every every couple months. I like. You know, it's hard right now because we're on a big job, but I snuck off and did a backsplash while Jason was on uh, vacation, and that's a one five-star review that I, that I got. You know, it's just 
You know, that, that's big for your Google guys. Your SEO might not be on point. Your website may not be ranking. Not, of course, not if you're with happytileguy.com. But what I'm saying is if you can get to the top of maps, that's before any website search engine optimization. Maps comes up first, yeah. okay? And they don't necessarily go to your website. They look for the reviews and they call you. Okay, that's the number one thing. Yeah, I would I would say is your Google profile. This is the kind of activity we get. It's kind of crazy to look, but what is know, this thirty days out. here? This is thirty days, yeah, and it's pretty much every month like that. It's been as high as fifteen thousand, but yeah. And then you know, this is a Facebook ad that I do down here. That's why here. Yeah, and I try to keep it interesting. I like I'm holding up two trials, a half inch and a quarter inch, and there's this uh, um, term that everybody's dealing with right now. It's called shrinkflation, and it, we're all experiencing it. It's like a, a a bigger bag of chips, but less chips inside of it. Premium ice cream, less butter content, but in a smaller package. And I said in the tile business, the, the shrinkflation is so, uh, a tile guy using a quarter inch trowel for for a large format tile, whereas we use a half inch trowel, right? So always differentiating and my ads, like I look at other guys ads and they're boring. They're just like some generic crap. It's like, guys get interesting. The things that you think about, just type them out, put them out there, you know, just be interesting, be different. That's it. You know? And, um, so in this one, you, you kind of, you, you hook them with the, with the first word shrinkflation. What is there? Do you have a, an art to the way you're writing here? Um, yes, I do. It, uh, pick up a copy book. It's called a cop- copywriting. So you're, it's, it's writing for an ad, right? I always space things out because you don't want just a big block of text. Nobody's going to read it. Um, I try to use a couple of uh, emojis in there, try to make it look interesting, kind of short. This one might be a little bit long, but you're trying to get a point across and just get creative. I mean, just don't be boring. Yeah. And then we got, I really like what you did here. It just pops. It's, it could, you, you, I got to talk photography with you tile guys. Okay. Don't be, I just don't recommend posting in progress photos that, you know, that look shabby. Like you want to portray something to your customers. Okay. And another thing that I did to hack Google is every one of my pictures that I put on any social media or my website, I have my logo on it. Okay. Because when people are are searching on the internet, maybe they might stumble on the images bar. All those other tile images show, but none of them have a logo on it. None of them have anything. You can see my logo clearly. It says tile on it. It says my website. It says where we are, all the information that you need to get a hold of us. So when you're on Google Images, type in uh, uh, tile Woodstock, Georgia. Trust me, you're going to notice my pages on, on or my pictures on the website. I also have the follow us thing on there. Heck, if somebody wants to follow us. Oh, yeah. This is, this is, this is our... Yeah. And I try to, and and when you do, when you do your in progress photos, organize the job site. Mm. I see a lot of people with these scattered job sites that look like, you know, like a bomb went off. (laughs) Just use, you know, the photography is big. Buy a good camera. Just really focus. Take a lot of pictures and maybe reduce the amount of pictures that you put out there, but just put the good ones out there, mm. especially the in progress ones. And trust me, I'm not even an expert at it. I'm not even that great at it, but I, you know, just try and keep, stay uh, aware. Now, what is this uh, Christmas card? 
Man, I want to talk about this holiday card. And Jason and I, we, we get into it over this because I sent this holiday card out and magically past customers have been getting a hold of us over, you know, and into the new year. Two jobs that we booked, no, three jobs that we booked from past customers that I send out these um, Christmas cards to. Look how good we look, too. Man, I'm looking at Dan and that. COVID That's got a- me. It's a great photo, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, these Christmas cards, these kind of cards, mailers, just remind people that you're alive. And, oh, man, I do need some tile. Right here, boys. Yeah. Thank you cards. These things cost 30 bucks right out, handwritten thank you cards. Ben does it. I, and, and I'll, I'll write out a thank you card if somebody pisses me off at, at a consultation. I'll write them and I'll thank them for not hiring us, or I'll thank them for having us to their house to talk to them about their bathroom. Yeah. No, again, being different. They have never had a contractor show up at their house, not get hired, and mail them a thank you card for it. Not once, but Hamilton Tile did it. Mm hmm. Does that, you know, we're being different, Yeah, you know, trying to give contractors a new name and that, and, and it, it, it takes a, it takes a second for me to handwrite a note and send it. Thanks for having us really loved your, 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 your decor in your house. You were a nice person. What a great smile. That's nice. Let's check out my analytics for my website, by the way, too. Guys, HamiltonTileGA.com is so rudimentary. I'm going to have Luke's guy work on it a little bit. Look at my retention rate. My bounce rate is so high. It's so embarrassing. But look, a blog, um, uh, um, Pinterest work, social media work, SEO, I'm getting 4,000 views a month. Okay, over 100 visits to my website a day on my really basic uh, website that I just – I just drop pictures on there. I do really simple stuff. I do a blog um, and it's 4,000 a month and it's pretty much there constantly over a hundred a day. Now those people might not necessarily hire me, but if somebody in Atlanta, I'm constantly getting calls from like weird places, Snellville, uh, Sharpsburg, all over the Atlanta area, like three hours away, I'll get a call and people will want us to show up to their house to do work. Mm. It's there if something happens, right? And all the people that call me, guys, everybody that calls you, call them back. Please, God, call them back. (laughs) They liked you enough to pick up their phone and call you. Out of respect, they deserve a phone call back. All those leads I get, I call every single one of them back. Yeah. Yeah, you are on fire, Ben. As Patrick says, we can feel your passion for this type of work. And obviously, it's it's your sweet spot. I mean, I would be proud as hell also if I were you um, because it's, it's taken you a lot of work. Those 4,000 visits uh, that he gets on his website every single day, that took years to develop. Brent, uh, Ben is a prolific blogger. Uh, he has videos on YouTube, a link to his website. Um, you know, he's been putting the work in and, and learning and, and doing this, but, um, digital is the bang for your buck though. Yeah. Some people will buy a billboard and think that's going to get them work. Digital Yellow pages. Yeah, no, yeah. What's our marketing budget a month? It's probably I say oh, I say a hundred bucks, yeah. but it's a little higher than that. It's ridiculously yeah. low. Yeah. I mean, and it's, I'm and I'm on cruise control now. I do one Facebook post a week. I do one blog post a month. A couple times a week, I do Instagram because it doesn't. There's no ROI there for me personally. Um, you know, I'm on cruise control. I got I have three kids under three. I don't have time for doing a lot of stuff. Mm. So. 
and we get this all the time. I don't need this. Um, you know, we work on referrals, this, that, and other thing. All this isn't for right now when things are busy. Yeah. You know, nobody needs it now. This is for when the inevitable is going to happen. We, and, you know, everybody here knows what I'm talking about when it just hits the fan. We're still going to get leads, and we're still going to be working. May not be, you know, we not, may not be as profitable, but we're mm-hmm. still going to make profit. We're still going to be working, and we'll keep our head, you know, above water. It's not yeah. for now. It's you get. It's kind of short sighted. I used to be like that. You know, it, it's for it's for when the inevitable happens. Is why we still do this. Yeah, I, I like it a lot because there. You're right. There is a lot of talk about you know when the market falls out or you know whatever, and you know it, it happens. It's inevitable, like you're saying. So a lot of a lot of people are wondering how they're going to stay busy. Well. You know, you know, I've been, you know, we've all been saying on this podcast, all my guests say, you know, put the work in, you know, generate leads on your own because you're the one that's going to, you know, dictate yourself staying busy. So it's more, it's multiple, it's multiple streams coming in, right? I can depend on these leads coming in from the internet. I can depend on some for referrals over here. Maybe you guys, other guys can only depend on those referrals and they don't have that other stream over there. Yeah. My last show, I talked about having the helper run your phones. That to me is like a great idea. I'm thinking to myself, that's kind of like that. I don't see why more people don't do that. And if he messes up, he messes up. It's like then, but you're developing a skill. Like he literally on the job site, I'm messing around doing marketing or other type of thing, answering phone calls. He's saying, tile. I come back. It's just kind of, it, it works. Mm-hmm. And, and he can't do everything. Your tile center can't do everything. So, you know, integrate your helper into it or another person. Yeah. Give them some responsibility, like someone said here. And uh, I, I like it a lot, Ben and, and Jason. You guys have shared a lot of knowledge uh, with my audience. We've got a couple more, more minutes. I want to be respectful of the hour time slot. Is there anything we missed? I, w- I was going over my notes. I think we covered most things. What, Jason, did we miss anything we should hammer down on? No, I think we hit a lot of the main points. A lot of it, well, I guess the only thing that I would like to talk about, because people always talk about pricing, and my turning point, because everybody says, oh, you're charging too much, you're charging too much, you can't get this much. Well, my turning point was, you, know, you look at all these big companies that run you know, multinational companies, they pay their people 100, 200 grand a year, whatever the number is. Mm-hmm. And I would just be like, well, what do they have to charge to be able to do that? And I basically just took our what we want to make a year each and reverse engineered it. I added up what it cost me to go to work every single day. And that came out to a lot larger number than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And that's when I made a decision. We have to raise our rates 200%, you know, 150%, whatever that number is. Um, a lot of people don't know. I didn't know. I just, again, I just thought, you know, I'm getting money in the bank account and I'm paying my bills. I'm doing good. Um, not even remotely close. So once I put those numbers on paper, it was shocking, and it was an eye-opener. Wow, I have to charge this much. Otherwise, I'm not going to do this anymore. And that's pretty much when it all started. You know, you, you when Tile Money came about, you know, that, that planted a seed in my head, you know, started listening to you, reading a couple books, and it's like, wow, other contractors do this. Why can't we? And that's all she wrote. Once you, once you learn what you have to make, it's just, you just have to do it. That's it. And I got, and I got to say, we're nowhere near where we want to be. We're nowhere near as far as our business is concerned, as far as our money are the money that we want to make is concerned, but you know what? We're booked out until fall at this point. 
um, with some really good. We get a tub and shower coming up, $35,000 for a tub and a shower, okay? Although the whole house we're on right now, we booked that. Um, we took the call in June, and we, we, we started in January. It's 125000 bucks. Everything we're doing in there has 35% profit tug, tapped on that. So we're going to have a big profit check when we're done with that in our pocket. Profit means after we pay ourselves, after everything else is paid, we're going to have a nice a little bit of profit there. We booked a master bath the other day, $47,000, a stand-up shower, a floor, um, you know, just your typical kind of uh, Mm -hmm. uh, middle-class master bath, tub to shower, like I said, 11 grand, and then a shower and and, and a tub area, uh, 27 grand for that, Mm -hmm. okay? So, guys, even in Georgia where the, the, the labor's cheap, and the women are women are fast. Um, you can make decent money. You just stick to your guns. I'm not getting guilted. I'm not getting guilted out of making money. I got four kids down there. Okay. My goal is they never see a public school. They never see a daycare. Okay. And mama stays at home with my kids. That's my goal. Okay. We're trying to buy a house. Can't find one. But hey, what, what you know, from homeless to to where we are now. Okay. So nobody's guilty me about anything. Nobody's guilting Jason about anything. Okay. Um, I don't have a lawyer for a wife. I ain't got a nurse for, like I said, every, behind every successful construction person, there's a wife that that's a lawyer or a nurse or something like that. I don't have any of that. Okay. Yeah. So we're running a family wage here to where, you know, nobody, like I said, don't let them guilt you. Okay, because you deserve it. Yeah. Backs, knees. This is a tile money message too, you know. And we're on the and we're on the team of make more, do less. Yeah. Because I want to be around for my kids. Yeah. You know that that and, and, and I want I want to have leisure time and all this kind of stuff. And we're business owners; we take responsibility for this stuff. So yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I just drank a little go off juice there. I just, <laughs> I just had, I just, I just, I just went off again. It's going to make for some great clips and I appreciate your passion. I really do. Uh, I'm, I'm not upset at you for that. Um, I still got it in me. I still got it in me. We're good. It's, it's, it's a great thing. We need, we need more of that. And there's a lot of truth to what Ben is saying and what, what Jason said earlier, when he found out, when he did the numbers, he ran the numbers, he really dug into it. He found out just how expensive tile work should be any, you know, I mean, things cost a lot. I mean, we we're wondering, we're sitting around wondering why prices are going up. That's it's the world we live in. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. Dirk Sullivan said the same thing when I interviewed him the first time, he said, I was shocked at how much my, I needed to price my workout when I actually knew how much I needed to price my workout until I knew then, you know, and that's why we have most contractors, I think saying, uh, you're ripping people off. I mean, you guys don't know you're not, you know, they, those people who say that, they just don't know their numbers. They just don't understand. They've never really sat down and put the work in. And if they can't, if they have, you know, they can prove me wrong. Um, but they haven't, you know, every time. <laughs> so I really appreciate I'd also like to thank you for, for your service to the tile business. And I'd also like to thank you for inspiring me to grow a sweet mustache, man. <laughs> I saw those people that were like, man, I love your mustache. I'm like, I need that attention too. You know, <laughs> yeah, mine's not as sweet. You know, you got a beard now, you know, yeah. like a mustache is, 
you know, when you can't grow facial hair like me, you just do the, the Zorro stash. Yeah. I want, I, I want the Luke Miller, but I get the Zorro, you know? It is what it is. You can't win at everything. I think a, a mustache, any facial hair, is a, it can be a great thing. Uh, it, it feels good to, have, to you know, let it grow. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm going to close out let you guys go. Thanks again for being on the show. Thanks, Luke. All right, friends. Thanks for being here uh, with me for this live podcast. Uh, if you guys are listening to this as the podcast or watching on YouTube and you want to be part of the live discussions, uh, probably the best way is to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Tile Money. They will let you know when I schedule one and, and you can actually get a little reminder there. So I usually schedule them three, four, five days in advance. So, all right, Tile friends. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, Don't forget to review the podcast on iTunes if you enjoy it. Thank you for listening. And uh, above all, stay positive and stay profitable, Tile Friends.